On today's episode of Bite Sized, we are watching and discussing the 11th scene of the film Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from minute 1256 to 1350. Got another short one. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Bite Size, the Twilight Review Podcast. If this is your first episode, my name is Ben Abair. I am your host. I am watching the Twilight movies one scene at a time in chronological order, arguably the worst possible way to do it. Every week I question more and more why I chose to do this. Every week I also have a guest with me. They have not seen all of the movie scene by scene like I have. I send them anywhere from 30 seconds to three minutes of the movie with no other context, and then we discuss that and only that. Speaking of guests, I have a guest today, someone I've wanted to have on the show since before I even started, but it didn't seem like it was going to be possible for a while. She is a comedian, a sales trainer, a future diplomat, if things go well, Alyssa Bailey. Welcome to Bite Sized. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Bailey, it's so great to have you here. I've been wanting to have you on for a reason that we'll talk about in a few minutes, but you don't live in Chicago. You happen to be in Chicago this weekend. I'm thinking about getting guests who are not in Chicago and we like each record our own. That sounds complicated. There's no tools right now for like remote conferencing. So really, it'd be a lot of legwork. <laughs> no, the world has not figured that out. No, look, it's there. It's just inconvenient for me. And therefore, I'm trying to avoid it. How's your weekend going? How's Chicago treating you? It's great. I've eaten at a couple of my favorite restaurants already, which is like crucial. Oh. Strolled by my old apartment, had a small cry. Doing yeah. great. Sure. You want to name drop any restaurants? First Slice. They have multiple locations. Mm -hmm. Coffee braised pork burrito. Incredible. I love Goddess and the Baker. They have a sunrise burrito I had. Those are two of my faves that like can't miss. Nice. I've already hit in two days. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the meat of the episode. I'm going to start this interview the way I start every other interview, which is by asking you, Bailey, what is your history with the Twilight franchise? Ooh, I think I read the first book in college. Someone okay. gave it to me, and I did not know that it was set in Washington State, which uh -huh. is where I grew up. Yeah. Like, not in the area that the book is set, uh -huh. but Western Washington. I grew up right by the Canadian border, and yeah. so I was delighted to be like, oh, a place I know. Yeah. A place I've driven through. Okay. So you read the first book. Did you read any of the books after that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I devoured them. And then right when I was in college, I feel like the films were already in the works and mm -hmm. then they started to come out. And so there was kind of a rolling couple of years where they were coming out. So yes, I saw all the films. I don't think they saw them all in theater, but I have seen them all. Okay. And I did a rewatch over like, I think 2020 when we were all yeah. like, what could I do with my time? <laughs> How did they hold up coming back to them as, you know, not in college anymore? From a storytelling perspective, there was a lot of wincing. Okay. <laughs> I think from an from acting From you or from the performers? From me. Okay. Well, maybe both. both. Maybe they really. winced and like it tagged me. But like also, I think from uh, the acting capabilities of some of the actors, I was like, uh -huh. oof. But you know what? It was nostalgic in a way where I was like, oof. But also, I had to watch all four. I couldn't stop halfway. All five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How what shameful. an embarrassing mistake on, here on this Twilight podcast. Cut it, Ben. Cut it. Don't let me be ashamed. Uh, no, Ben, leave this all in. <laughs> and I'm saying that not as a note to myself. I'm saying it to my editor, who is also named Ben. <gasps> Our mutual friend, Ben Oxer. Ben's on Ben. It's Ben's all the way down on this podcast. <laughs> Let's dig into why I had you on this show. Hmm. As I established in my last episode with a different guest, I try to get guests on if I think they have something special to talk about to that scene. Or 
if there's nothing going on in the scene, I try to get a guest that has something else to talk about. And Bailey, you fall into that second category. I was like, which category am you, I? You absolutely fall into the second category because in this less than a minute of scene, very little happens. We'll talk about it in a second. But the reason you're on this show and to help me not talk about the movie Twilight is because you are from Washington, a small town sort of outside of Seattle, just like Bella Swan. And so I'm hoping we can get a good 10, 15 minutes out of that. <laughs> what, exa- what part of Washington are you from exactly? I represent the small but mighty town of Linden, Washington. Okay. That's spelled L-Y-N-D-E-N. And we're about five minutes from the Canadian border crossing. Yeah. Grew up closer to Canada, picking up Vancouver top 40 than Seattle. Okay. So then you say you first read Twilight in college. Was there a buzz about it? earlier than that maybe in high school or something Ooh, there's this twilight thing it takes place near here i don't think so either it wasn't happening or it wasn't happening in my area okay or i'm just that old were you aware of forks before you ran into twilight i was i played high school sports uh-huh. and usually we ran into a team from that area you sp- like the, the state Spartans. tournaments yeah. Uh, yes, I, I truly think I saw, I think the Forks guys play at the state tournament. I think they okay. played my high school guys basketball team when we were also there. There's that from a sports perspective and mm. also secondary. I was in a high school biology class as close to AP as we had oh, at my man. small school. Yeah. And we drove through Forks. Really? So, yes, it was On your way to somewhere else? Or? On our way to La Pouche, which is mispronounced. La Pouche, baby. It is not La Pouche. Like, Ben, you're like at <laughs> uh-huh. least a quarter French somewhere, Creole. Oh, like, yeah. You cannot say it La Pouche. It's, okay. It's like saying La Tortilla. Okay. It's, I, it's just wrong. I did not know it was La Pouche. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's how my teacher pronounced it. And he was at least 70. So I feel like he's got something on Stephanie Meyer. I only really only know it from, I didn't know it was French. I knew there were some French settlers in that area, but I just know it from this movie where they say La, La Pouche. Pouche. It's <laughs> La Pouche, baby. But now that I know, I will say it obnoxiously French, La Pouche. I can't wait for someone to call life. in and correct you uh, and be like, no, it's La Pouche and here's why grammatically. But I'm telling you, I will only say La Pouche and La Pouche only. What were you going to La Pouche for? Our biology class, like that was one of two yeah. trips. Like that class was like the senior bio trip. Like oh, you okay. go out to and the shore and we we would hike. We would like look, look at animals. Or? Yeah. Okay. All the different tide pools. Okay. Um, got it. Different ecosystems there. And then the other one was you'd go and like hike up a big mountain. So the other direction. So then when you watched the movies, were you like, I know that? Or were you like, that's not really Forks? Did you recognize any locations? I mean, Washington in general has, uh, I think, the the cloudy, overcast, um, gloomy vibe. Uh-huh. It could have been literally anywhere, like on the on the coast. Yeah. I do think. I mean, it looked like a Washington or Oregon beach, which okay. is not somewhere you'd ever want to lay out. <laughs> like we're here for we're here for like the tide pools yeah. and the misty Brigadoon vibes. We are not here to get tan on those beaches. So. No, that's very. It true. looks familiar, but not in a way that I'd be like, well, that's unmistakably Forks. Is Forks slash Washington in general accurate as depicted in Twilight? What are the what are the similarities? What are the differences? We do drink Rainier beer. Okay. I really appreciated that when I saw it. I was like, accurate. Mm-hmm. Someone did some like research. Yeah. Um, small towns. I would say everybody knows everybody. Like the idea that Charlie, um, her dad knows everybody, and they went to high school together, and then people break mm-hmm. up and move away and come back. I think that's very accurate to a small town in the pacific northwest it's probably accurate to many small town vibes but that rang very true for me the fact that you can easily get from like school to like home like that's Mm -hmm. very small town and the fact that the drive is like pretty much just trees that's pretty pretty pacific Northwest. pretty accurate you said it's gloomy and sort of overcast all there all the time does the movie 
actually look like Washington does. I think it amps up the Instagram filter, but... <gasps> Bailey, that's the bluebell. Congratulations. In 11 episodes, you are the 10th guest to mention how weird the color is in this movie. And I did kind of guide you towards that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for setting me off and then that's terrifying the me. My that, blood pressure. <laughs> that's the thing. Before we started recording, you asked if there was anything specific I wanted you to say. And I said that there was one thing, but I wasn't going to tell you. That was it. Great. We um, did it. And I, it took a little nudging, but we got there. Yeah. The Bluebell mm-hmm. fan favorite. Yeah. Is Washington actually that blue or did they just sort of turn it up a little bit? It's definitely turned up. There are some incredibly unreal colors like at Ross Lake, Diablo, like which are from deposits. So the water can be an incredibly blue green color that just doesn't seem real. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, I do think some of some of the gloom is dialed up, but it can be that foggy. It can be that gloomy. It can definitely feel that way, even if it might not photograph that way. Well, there you have it. Listeners, you heard it here first. Forks can indeed be as blue as it is in the movie. Have you been to Forks since the movies came out? I have not, no. I uh, had an experience in college. I remember telling someone I was from Washington. Oh, yeah. Did anyone ask you about it? (laughs) Even before I got the word ton out, I was like, yeah, I'm from Washington. And Uh she was like, oh, you're from Forks? And I was like, (laughs) first of all, no. Also, it's such a small place. Like, for how big? Nobody's from Forks. Uh Like, obviously, maybe a thousand and four people are from Forks. Yeah. And the, the fact that she was like, yeah, odds are you're talking to me. You must be from Forks. I was so shocked. You were closer than anyone we've had on the show, though, by a long shot. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, maybe one day we'll get someone who's actually from, from Forks. Even if you get someone um, from Seattle, I think they'd technically be closer than I was as far as Yeah, because Linden is sort of about as Canada. far north as Forks is south, I think. How far is it? How far is it drive from Seattle? Seattle to Linden? Yeah. Two hours north. Okay, so maybe a little farther. But hey, you've driven through it. You've actually been to Le Puche. I remember uh, seeing the sign when I drove through. And uh, now when you see the sign, they have like home of twilight, like vampire things. And oh, I was yeah. Like, it definitely, I don't recall seeing any of that when we drove through. I remember someone saying Forks. And in my brain, I was like, oh, the sports place we always play at State. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I, blink and you miss it. So cool. You knew about Forks before. It was cool to know about <laughs> Forks. Yeah, um, yeah. We before, <laughs> yeah. Influencer, <laughs> yeah. You you can throw that around a little bit if people ask you about Twilight. Just say you're from near Forks. Technically, not a lie. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Near is a relative term. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've avoided it as long as we can. Let's talk about the clip we watched today. Nothing happens. Bella's sitting on her bed, talking on the phone to her mom, who is in a garage. Hey, baby. So listen, if spring training goes well. We could be moving to Florida. Please insert $1.25 for an additional three minutes. Mom, where's your cell? Okay, don't laugh. I didn't lose my power cord. It ran away. <laughs> Screaming. I literally... <gasps> Repel technology now. <laughs> I miss you. Oh, baby, I miss you too. But tell me more about your school. Now, what are the kids like? Are there any cute guys? Are they being nice to you? <sighs> well... They're all very welcoming. Uh-oh. Tell me all about it. It doesn't even matter. Yes, it does, honey. I, I have homework to do. Um, I'll talk to you later. Okay. I love you. Let me too. At the very end, she has a little memory flashback of Edward's eyes. That's about it. Nothing happens uh, in this scene. 
That's true. It does mm-hmm. feel like a bit of a nothing burger. I do think it oh, kind man. of. Oh <laughs> man, Bailey, you just accidentally said, and you would have no way of knowing this because it's not out yet. You just accidentally said the title of last week's episode. I thought you were going to say the title of like your next podcast. No, we nothing are burgers. we are on some insane. <laughs> time spanning mind meld synergy here that you and my last guest have now used the word nothing burger to describe the scene they got there's something in this chair Um, i swear i I guess so what it makes me think of is just it highlights the distance between bella and her mom and the reticence to tell someone how difficult or wonderful or hard that is yeah uh, as somebody who has lived away from their parents and gotten that kind of question, and I think you're like, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. There is another question I was going to ask right there. You've traveled around a lot. Did mm-hmm. you have you've lived in places as different and far apart as South Korea and Oklahoma? That is correct. Um, about as two different places on the God's green earth as you can get. Uh, what's it like being that far from your family? Did you relate to Bella at all? I think in that scene, you relate to, do I want to get into it? You know, your mom's Mm. like, how's it going? Any Mm -hmm. cute boys? Are the people nice to you? Like, you just kind of have that brief moment where you're like, do I want to get into the whole thing? There's so many layers of context I'll have to explain to my mom. Especially when you're an angsty high school teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, have I ever held my old school cell phone up to my mouth like that? Probably. Probably. (laughs) In the age before smartphone speaker phones. Uh, that's totally that honestly is how I still talk on the phone to this. A day. lot of people do. Yeah. I yeah. well, my phone's old and the ear speaker isn't so great anymore. That's fine. You gotta put it on speaker and talk into the end like you're an old man. I also think I love that her mom says um the like phone cord ran away. Do you remember when phone chargers like were so different? I used to work at a phone store and yeah. you would open up this like uh, for lack of like a binder, like a Lisa Frank binder full of like a hundred different phone chargers. Mm-hmm. The worst. And now we're all just like pff, lightning, USB-C, end list. I still lose my phone <laughs> chargers. Right, um, but you could borrow one from a friend. In that day and age, you, could, you really couldn't borrow another one from a friend and expect it to work. Like, you would be lucky if it worked. I don't know, maybe. I feel like there was a certain, as long as you didn't have, well, I don't know. Now, I, now I'm stuck thinking about my old pre-iPhone phones and what... Right, what and the first Twilight movie came out in what year? Two thousand eight. Okay, so that's pre iPhone. I think just barely pre iPhone. Barely, but yeah. enough to be that the Charger book was a very much a lived reality. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Around two thousand eight, I feel like most phones had a, were on the micro USB kick. They're most popular um, by far uh, yeah. out of all of them, but still a lot of different ones. Yeah, uh, if you can hear some meowing, listeners, there's a cat wants to let us know she has what a cat? fish in her mouth. That's Lala. <laughs> For the listener, I have three cats. Um, and, La- and Lala likes to walk around screaming about the fact that she has a fishy in her mouth. Maybe she has an opinion about this scene. Maybe. Lala, do you want to come talk about Twilight? Mm-hmm. No, okay. Uh, then let's you and I keep talking about it. Sure. Do you repel technology like her mom does? <laughs> no, I do not. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm the person people call usually in my family. I don't know that that's the right call, uh, but I am unfortunately the tech savvy one. Is it just because you used to work for Apple? Yes. And I wasn't even a technician. I was in sales. So <laughs> anything I learned, I learned like by chance. When I lived with my parents in high school and stuff, anytime we had to set up a printer, or Wi-Fi router. Excuse me, ma'am. Or troubleshoot over the phone. Like even when I look oh, far yeah. away, my family would be like, "I'm having this problem." I'd be like, "I definitely uh, can't troubleshoot it from a distance." Yeah, definitely. Me too. My like, I've always been the guy my parents talk to about printers and Wi-Fi routers to the extent that when my job needed someone to be the printer tech support guy, I got sort of roped into that. It's followed me. 
uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't worked for Apple for I think five or six years now, and it's still it's still the vibe. Uh, when was the last time you think you used a payphone? Um, when's the last time I used a payphone? Yeah, because the last Bella's, time I saw Bella's a payphone was payphone. like last year near the harbor in Bellingham, which is the city near Linden where okay. I live now. I remember thinking to myself, "Damn, those are still around." <laughs> they are for sure. I the last time I used one, yeah, I think if I had to guess, I want to say like when I was in seventh or eighth grade, I went to a summer camp, and my parents gave me a phone card. Do you remember a phone, phone cards? Card. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so uh-huh. a prepaid phone card, so you could call home without calling collect. So okay. I feel like that was likely because I think I was my family had to be 16 or my brother and I had to be 16. I think the rule is broken for younger siblings. It always is. We had to be 16 to get a cell phone. So I would say probably around that like eighth grade age. I remember going to a camp and using a prepaid card. Yeah, I think for me, it would have been basically the exact same situation. Maybe Mm -hmm. sixth grade summer camp. Yep. Pay phone. We just called collect. Yep. Yeah, that's really the only time I've ever used it. And I don't know that I've seen one since then. Do you remember calling collect and having to say your name and be like waiting for that pause and be like, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. And my mom gave him the instructions like, tell him you want to call collect, give him our number. They'll ask if we, we want to accept the charges. We'll say yes. Mm-hmm. An experience that I'm sure our younger listeners cannot relate to at all. Nope. Knowledge you, can, you didn't need to retain. Completely gone. But she calls from a payphone. And the Maybe. payphone's like in the garage. It's it in seems. the. It's yeah. It's in the garage. Do you think they get like a government subsidy for having it in the garage? Just be like, I don't know. Do you, or or like I've been to mechanics. She's calling from the road because their car is getting worked on. And I know, like, mechanics will have, like, vending machines. So maybe this is just a little way to make money. What if it isn't a, like, payphone? What if it's just, like, a metal cord? No, it, it says, like... Please insert $1.25 for an additional three minutes. It occurs to me now... I have no idea who decided where to put payphones. Yes, there Was must it be. Like there the must phone be. Company? I feel like it's like the like the Tennessee Valley Authority probably like placed them or I made guess. like a, an SOP for people to follow. The Tennessee Valley Authority, the nineteen thirties era go. program that built hydroelectric dams. If there was one thing I wanted to give you about it was an obscure <laughs> historical moment for you to shine. And once those were all built, once the once the <laughs> the New Deal was <laughs> Franklin Delano kind of Roosevelt over, to the TVA. They had to pivot to something. They had, uh, they had to put men to war. I and to work, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, I just have no idea how payphones, who collected the money. I don't know. That's one thing <laughs> we don't need to think about. But what we do need to think about is because Bella's mom called from her cell phone from a payphone, that means Bella did, I think, the most unrealistic thing you would expect Bella to do, given what we've seen from the movies, and that is Bella answered a call from an unknown number. Oh, absolutely. She, it must be a like pattern of behavior, right? Because her mom's like, the Maybe. ran away. And she off, it but was like pre, kind of pre-spam calls. I feel like, you know, no one's calling Bella about know. her car insurance or her I, extended it, warranty. This is... 2008 i'm pretty sure that's when i started getting calls that the the second warning that the warranty on my vehicle was about to expire despite the fact that i was 16 and did not have i had a bike i just had the u.s navy calling me to ask if i wanted to sign up wow i never got that i would never answer a call from a known unknown number I ignored one earlier today that turned out to be from my dentist. Oh, um, maybe I should have answered that, but like it just doesn't seem like something. It doesn't seem like in Bella's character. Yeah, it always feels like uh, I, I always think like if I don't if I don't know the number, I don't answer. I'm like if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. Yes, exactly. And so maybe that's what happened. Can you leave know. a voicemail? Collect. I mean, it sounds like somebody except, but no one can confirm the charges, so you might not be able to. I guess. I mean, well, I guess it's probably not collect because. 
what a terrible mom making her daughter pay. Well, it depends on who pays for Bella's phone bill. It's also that time uh, in the world where it was like you only got so many minutes usually on your plan. Yeah. Oh, minutes. Or you had like your designated like five numbers that you could have like unlimited minutes with. Yeah. But and then there was like a nighttime unlimited minutes. You could roll over some of your minutes. Right. Maybe you come to the end of the month and Bella's got minutes to burn. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Charlie's got that sweet, sweet law enforcement discount. I have not thought about rollover minutes (laughs) in a very long time. Maybe Bella's mom pays the cell phone bill. She's on her plan. So if she would call Collect. I'm so sorry. Do you think that woman is financially solvent enough to pay for her cell phone Okay, we're going to talk about that in a few episodes. (laughs) Okay. Because her husband is a minor league baseball player. According to the books, she is a substitute teacher. And they live on the nicest Florida beachside property that you've ever seen that in no way could a substitute teacher and minor league baseball player afford. But like, I don't know, do you think Charlie's paying for her cell phone bill? I could see him grudgingly paying for it, yeah. He seems Maybe. the type to be like, I'd rather pay for your bill than let you be lost out on the side of the woods. Yeah, he does with- seem like the kind of, here, I got you this for your safety. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's the kind of cool dad who might give you, like, a pepper spray. Yeah, or, or a, a knife. a gun or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well-intended. Try to teach you to use it, and you just score and be like, Dad, no, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know. There is something else I want to talk about in this scene, and it's a completely throwaway line. Actually, it's not. It's how this, this conversation starts. Her mom on the phone says, Hey, baby, so listen, if spring training goes well, we could be moving to Florida. She says could be moving to Florida at the very beginning of this movie, not 12 minutes ago. The whole reason she moves to Forks is because they are moving to Florida. So what's going on? Is she lying to her daughter? Is Did they not even consider this? What? what's going on here oh man i feel like it's got to be like a continuity error you know what i mean like a script supervisor moment is my inclination Uh i mean but also her mom is ditzy enough to think her phone cord ran away from her so it could just be a slip of the tongue i guess and it could be what kind of substitute teacher is she grammar teacher oh i don't know i it hasn't look we have we have a rule a hard and fast rule on this podcast that we don't care about the books (laughs) um if it's not and we i try to avoid things that aren't in the scene we're directly discussing today Mm. but with something like the scene we we have today that's very hard so who knows I, I i don't know i'm gonna guess an english teacher yeah stephanie myers is a writer and writers only write about other writers at certain yeah, a certain right what you know baby yeah i think it's an accident like i yeah. i don't think it's anything nefarious yeah i truly don't do you know. think like things were filmed out of order possibly it could be and it and it could be that like you know she they've got to go to florida for spring training i'm gonna one of these days i'm gonna get super into the nitty-gritty of this guy's baseball career oh yeah Um, but it could be that they're going to florida for spring training maybe temporarily there's no guarantee he'll get a spot on whatever do you know what the major league team is do you know other teams other than the astros are you astros only i'm a big baseball fan and i know that they're going to jacksonville which has a triple A team. Oh. Hold on, I'm going to look this up. They're currently called the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. The Jumbo Shrimp? I know. That's incredible. Uh, That's right up there with the banana slugs from USC. That is pretty great. They are the triple A affiliate of the Miami Marlins. Mm. So maybe if things go well, when she says we'll move to Florida, 
Should that she just means moving from Jacksonville, Florida is it Miami to Miami, Marlins, Florida. or is it like Florida Marlins? It used to be the Florida <gasps> Marlins. It's now the Miami Marlins. They wanted that alliteration real bad. I guess. And there is, you know, another Florida team in there, so they can't take it all. Uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. At the time of the movie, they would have been the Jacksonville Suns. Oh. A worse name. Less but, memorable. I also feel the mascot is not as fun as a jumbo shrimp. No, definitely not. Well, there's this. There's been a real trend in minor league baseball for the last five or ten years of giving your team the craziest name you can think of so that people on the internet will buy hats as a joke. Yeah. Minor league baseball teams are criminally underfunded, so if it gets them a little more money, I guess I'm fine with it. Yeah. Let's go back to talking about Washington. Whenever I don't know what to talk about in these scenes, like this one that has nothing going on, I'll just take a question that was asked in the scene and asked it to my guest. Mm. So tell me more about your school. What are the kids like? <laughs> what are the kids like? Yeah, uh, what were the kids like in, in high school in Washington? Oh, man. I grew up in a real agricultural area, which oh, is like true forks? of... Forks? Mm, maybe. Yeah, well, Forks seems... I, I think it's a lumber town primarily. But I would concur. I think Forks is like more on the lumber side. Does that come they're under the very agricultural the, umbrella? I would probably say they're like kissing cousins of what they wear. Like everybody's in Carhartt, but it's like uh -huh. functional Carhartt, not yeah. fashionable except Carhartt. In, except for in Twilight, though, when everyone dresses too fashionably. Yeah, there's definitely some Carhartt kids in like old pickups. Like Bella's yeah. pickup is a Carhartt kid like sure, pickup. Like sure. that thing should be driven by somebody... Um, who was driving tractors at like mm -hmm. 11 and a half. The people in this movie do not wear any Carhartt. They are all just super Abercrombie. Um, yeah, I would say that is not consistent with the high school experience I had. Uh, my area was very dairy heavy agriculturally. Mm -hmm. uh, raspberries, blueberries. Yeah, Whatcom County, which is the county where I'm from, uh -huh. supplies over 70%. Some people say almost 90% of the U.S.'s raspberries domestically. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I'll think about that the next time I eat a raspberry, I guess. You should. My town, uh, Linden, has the Raspberry Festival. So okay. we just had it last month. It's incredible. What, tell me about it. What goes on at the Raspberry Festival? There's the largest three-on-three -three tournament outside of Spokane, which has the largest one in the world, like three-on-three three on three basketball. Okay, cool. They sell raspberries and fresh ice cream because there's also a lot of dairies, which I mentioned. Sure. So they sell it for like two bucks, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. There's there's like a car show. There's live music. There's um, a street fair with vendors. The three-on-three -three tournament, to be fair, they have, I think, at least 18 courts. Yeah. Um, so that takes up a lot of the road. They close a lot of the streets. Got um, it. Farmer's Market. I don't know. There's a lot of events. Uh, and honestly, raspberries are celebrated and loved and eaten all over. Okay. Yeah. Everyone loves a raspberry. If you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the name of the episode, so make it good. This is one of the two questions. Well, now I'm sad that nothing about. burger's been burned. Sorry. <laughs> unlike unlike uh, the last episode, this had nothing to do with burgers. In the last scene, there's an actual burger, so it was like a whole pun. But what would you call this? I feel like I want to call it like mom talk. Mom talk when your mom wants to catch up with you. Okay. Mom talk is when your mom thinks you're having girl talk and you're like, mom. Yeah, I think you, ha you do have to sing it, though. Mom talk. Mom talk when your mom wants to catch up with you. <laughs> that should be the new theme song of mm -hmm. this show. <laughs> Hold um, on, pick a note, Ben. Let's harmonize and we'll sing it. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, now I feel wary about it. Oh, I had the harmonies ready. You go. Did That's you really? Yeah, just Should I just same, sing my thing Yeah, again? do the same note exactly <laughs> okay. like you just did. Two, three, four. Mom, mom talk when your mom, mom wants to catch, catch up, up with you. you. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, good. I didn't have to harmonize. I feel much better. No, yeah, we good. nailed that one. Yep. Elizabeth Bailey, if people want to know more about you, maybe see you in a show and do some live improv comedy in uh, the greater state of Washington. Where can they maybe follow you? We'll start with social media. Where can they follow you online? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, A underscore Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. Look at you, um, early adopter. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter uh-huh. as well, or X as we're calling it, Alyssa underscore we're not. Bailey. We're not? Okay, we're great. We're calling it Twitter. Uh, I have a website, baileysaywhat.com, yeah. where I occasionally write. I'm a little behind about my life and my process where I'm at. And then I perform at the Upfront Theater in Bellingham, Washington. Mm-hmm. It was founded by Ryan Stiles several years ago. You won't find Ryan there. He's like, I'm good. I don't need to perform at that theater anymore. But that's the Upfront. Uh, we have a great legacy. We do improv, music improv, shows there. But Bellingham is a really rich performance history. Yeah. So I'm there. I'm doing improv there. You You're, can find my writing uh, online. Are you starting like a new music improv show there? I just like ran the, it the for the first there? time last Friday. Uh, tell me, last tell me Friday. about that. Yeah, it was music short form. It was our first time running uh-huh. it. Everyone was a little bit green, but it actually went really well. Nice. So I have a few ideas to tweak it for next time. But afterward, we were debriefing and everybody, including the musicians, were like, I was actually really nervous to see if this was going to work. I was yeah. like, thank you all for telling me after the show. Uh-huh. But yeah, my first time producing a show. That's so. awesome. Good for you. Yeah, hopefully I should have added producer onto your titles at the front. I don't, um, I think you have to be, have like a real successful run, but we did sell like, I'd sell over out over half the theater on like a very nice weather Friday night, which nice. I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. You had to compete with outside. That's always hard to do. Hey man, Western Washington summer is like our best kept secret. Like yeah. the fruit is fresh. The weather is not crazy hot. Like, it's wonderful. If you like music short form improv and you don't live in Washington, but instead Chicago, you can come see Riff, which is where you and I know each other from, oh, well, from a lot of other things. I would say our, that's a, probably our, our most well-known project together, yeah. but we've known each other for a while. A long time. We were students together and then we were both in Riff together. And All that to say, do come see Riff, Chicago's Music Improv Party, Saturday nights at 10 p.m. at I was IO there Chicago. Last you were there last Saturday. I wasn't because you picked the one weekend to come to Chicago when I was not in Chicago. I did it on purpose it's then. Only a, it's, it's by a miracle that we were able to get this lined up. Yeah, and um, honestly, if we're being honest, everyone, we did this remotely. Ben did use remote tools. <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't want to, but here we are. It, the cat was fake all along. Oh, I hope the cat's not fake. I like the cat. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at benabear.com on Twitter and Instagram or just at Ben A Bear on Blue Sky, uh, which is a cool new social media site that I'm on. I only post pictures of my cats, including the one that was once a day. I post a picture of a cat, no captions, nothing else. I think it's the best way to use social media. Clear eyes, full hearts, all cats. Cannot, cannot lose. All caps, all cats. If you want to follow the show on social media, you can follow at bite sized pod underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and threads if that still exists while you're listening to this. I don't think it will for much longer. But hey, I've got one and I don't post there. That is all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much to my editor, Ben Oksher, for putting this all together. Thank you to the band Swimwear Department for the use of their song, Mauled to Death, as our theme. That is it for this episode of Bite Size. If you had a good time, tell a friend. Word of mouth truly is the best way to get it out there. Uh, I can track a truly unnecessary number of metrics, and the listenership that I'm seeing so far is very encouraging. So please keep listening, keep telling friends. If you want to write into the show, you can write an email to my favorite twilight podcast at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and as we always say at the end of every episode mom talk mom talk <laughs> when your mom wants to catch up with you, you.
Please insert to $1.25 for an additional three minutes.